I'm Kelly. And I'm Mariah. And this is Peak Distraction. A podcast about everything. Kelly, I know that we normally start with a question, but I decided we're going to start with a story today. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So remember how when we did the book club episode, the most recent one on Begin Again, remember that day? I do remember that day. I would understand if you didn't too, because you were literally concussed. <laughs> I, I, So I did the editing, right? Because you couldn't be looking at screens for the sake of your brain healing. And I, when we were recording, I remember when you said, like, do I seem kind of out of it? I was like, no, I think you seem normal. When I was listening back, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can tell that you were out of it. I, like, <laughs> I edited out parts where you were like, what's the word for that? I think three or four times. And it was like, I can't remember the word for that. And just silence. And I was like, how did I not know? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I probably should not have recorded that (laughs) night. I shouldn't have done a lot of things those two days, Uh three days afterwards. I did get an official diagnosis. I went into the doctor the next day because I think I promised you Mm -hmm. and I promised my mom that if I still had a headache the next day, I'd go into urgent care. Mm -hmm. I still had a headache. So I went in and I was concussed. Am concussed? I don't know. (laughs) I... (laughs) I just, there. I have so many thoughts about this, but the first one is, I'm so glad you seem like you're doing better. Are you, tell us how you're doing. How are you feeling? Okay. I felt horrible for like so long, like uh, a week and a half ago on Sunday, worst headache ever. And it was so like, I literally had to sit with a blanket over my head because like the daytime just hurt my head. It was awful. And uh, yeah, screens like hurt my head, reading hurt my head. It was like if I looked at my phone, I could literally feel the top of my head like pulsing and I was like, yeah, that's going to give me a headache. Yeah, it was awful. And I can't take Tylenol because it makes me nauseous. No. And you're not supposed to take ibuprofen in case you have a brain bleed. Mm -hmm. So I had to just like not take anything. (laughs) What? Yeah. I like couldn't take anything. I took ibuprofen a couple of times because I was like, this is unbearable. But then outside mm-hmm. of that, I tried to not take it because you're not supposed to take it yeah. in case you're bleeding. Yeah. So that sucked. But then on Monday, I had I, I reached a point where I think like this past Friday, like not even a week ago Friday, I reached a point where I was like, I'm so sick of doing nothing. Like my head still hurts, but I'm mm-hmm. so bored. I listened to four seasons of Gilmore Girls. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it because I couldn't look at screens. I listened to it, which it's a dialogue heavy show. So it's fine. And I've seen it a billion times. Listened to four seasons of Gilmore Girls and just I have a coloring book, just colored the whole time. I cannot on so many levels. I cannot even yeah. First of all, the fact that you were com- almost completely unmedicated is so metal. Like, wow. And but how are you feeling today? We're what two, two weeks? Yeah, out? like two weeks out. Really, really good. Yeah. The oh, like over the weekend, I forced mm-hmm. myself to do things. Like I forced myself to like go on walks, mm-hmm. um, like light exercise. Went out to eat, socialized. Didn't push it, but just like yeah. did normal things. And 
it hurt a little bit in the moment, but Monday I woke up, no headaches. I've been doing full work days and everything, like looking at screens, and it's been fine. So I think I'm amazing. Gonna be you're back on track. Unconcussed very soon. <laughs> that sounds like a magic trick. Ooh, she became unconcussed. Bippity boppity boo. <laughs> uh, you know what's weird though? Did you know concussions are like a TBI? Yeah, yeah, I had heard that. I think actually you told me that when you were concussed and undiagnosed. Yeah, so I just had a traumatic, 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 traumatic brain injury the last time we recorded. No big deal. I should not be laughing at you for that. And also, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> that the dark side of my sense of humor is just eating that up. <laughs> The side of me that loves you and cares about you is so concerned. Don't be concerned. Give me the dark humor. I want to hear it. (laughs) No, I just, I can't even think of like, it just is hitting me as so funny that we recorded a whole episode. And first of all, you waited until the end to be like, hey, by the way. And second (laughs) of all, I didn't know. I was so oblivious. And third, like you... (laughs) You had a literal traumatic brain injury the last time that we had, like, a real conversation. I know. I literally haven't talked to you in, like, two weeks because I just, like, couldn't look at my phone. Which is just crazy. Yeah. crazy. So we have a lot to catch up on. I also don't know anything about the world anymore because I wasn't on social media. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, I don't know very much about the world either, to be honest with you. I live in a little bit of a bubble right now. Okay. I was also sick for the past week, so. Yeah, are you feeling better? I am. I think it was allergies, but it was like my allergies have not hit me, like seasonal allergies have not hit me that hard since literally 2019 when I found out that I had seasonal allergies and I wasn't just like getting a cold in the fall and in the spring because everyone is, you know, whatever. Oh my gosh. Like when we did mission work, do you remember when everyone got sick at training? Yeah. I know that some of us truly had like colds or illnesses or whatever. I wonder how many of us just had seasonal allergies and didn't know it because we were training in like middle of nowhere, Midwestern state. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Allergies, allergies do funky things. Yes. Yes. I literally, Kelly, (laughs) I, so my job is mostly answering phone calls and making phone calls. I took a sick day last week because I couldn't like, I sounded horrible. I can't even mimic what I sounded like because it was so, I was so congested and I just was like, hi, my name is Mariah. Like so ridiculous. So the first day that I like, the day that I came back to work, I made as few phone calls as I could. I worked on other things, but then I, I obviously like get incoming phone calls and someone from a different department called me and he was like, he was one of two people who commented on how I sounded and he was like, so is it a cold or allergies? And I went, it's allergies. And <laughs> we had a great little chat. He didn't remember talking to me because I sounded so different from every other time we've spoken. And he just like calls my department. So he gets just one of the people in my department. And then he called me again on Monday and I sounded normal again. And he did not comment on the fact that it was like me again. And I was like, I, but I see your name on my sunny so home. We had a great chat when he had something to comment on about my voice. Maybe next time he calls, I should just put on an accent or something. I just wanted to talk to you about something other than what we were doing for work. Maybe it seems like like we're both more comfortable that way. All right. We'll just keep it work related. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. You're right. You're right. We should keep this just professional. 
That's been such an interesting thing as like a young professional Mm -hmm. in the workplace is like, what am I supposed to talk to my coworkers about? And Uh then you have to like kind of test the boundaries. Like, is this something that I can say to this person? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. 100%. I definitely think most of my coworkers don't think I have a personality because Mm. I am always like, like, I swear I make jokes. I just don't want to get in trouble, so I just don't say anything. Yes. Literally, Kelly, yes. Same. And, like, I don't know if you've experienced this more working remotely, but I definitely – I'm so much more interesting when I'm talking to someone face-to-face. And, like, I'm able to sort of – because you can read their body language, whatever. But I literally don't – I don't feel like I can make jokes in my team's chat at my job because I don't know how it's going to be taken. And some people, like, would pick up on the humor and what I'm saying and others wouldn't. And I just – so I stay silent. No, I I feel (laughs) the exact same way. I tend to – even on, like, Google Meets, I'm always the type of person that, like, it takes me a really long time to, like, work myself up into just unmuting myself in a team meeting on Google Meets. And then when I do – like, if I were to make a joke, I'm absolutely the type of person that in my head it's funny and it may be funny. It, like, it wouldn't even be, like, an inappropriate joke mm-hmm. or anything, but, like, it'd just be silent. That's happened to me so many times in work settings where I finally say something uh-huh. funny and then it's just <laughs> silent. <laughs> I would like to make a comment about this because I wonder if it's one of two things. A, people just, like, don't think that you have a, like, because they don't know you yet, right? Because they just assume and so they're, like, taking you serious, like, too seriously or if it's because it's ADHD humor. Because what I've found is that there are some people who can handle our sense of humor. Our listeners, for example, I would imagine that most of you who are listening are listening because you think that Kelly and I are funny at some level of the spectrum of comedy, right? Yes. (laughs) But ADHD humor doesn't translate to everyone, which is just so sad to me because we're hilarious. We're so off the wall. And like, (laughs) I just... So anyhow, I'm sorry that people haven't laughed at your jokes because I think you're hilarious. Thank you. Yes. I, I think you're hilarious too. Thank you. And uh, I do think you're on to something though because whenever I am in a meeting or like in a professional workplace setting, mm-hmm. I am always like ADHD is something that I do not want to advertise about myself. But I also <laughs> feel like if I just said that, it would explain a lot. Yeah. It'd clear up a lot of things that people yep. are probably thinking. And it, like, I feel like people would just like understand me on a whole new level. But yes. I also don't want to be like, yeah, I have ADHD. Because then I- <laughs> like, then the stereotypes happen, yep. you know. Yes. It's such a hard thing to like figure out when you say something and when you don't. I was with a group of new people. <laughs> On like Tuesday night, I met a friend of mine, two friends, because they're a couple. I love them both dearly. I was invited to a brewery with them. And some of the people who he works with were there. They were like on a work retreat in my town. And they had asked me to tell a story about this friend of mine from before they knew him, from my perspective, because they had heard it from his perspective. They thought it was great. And I was like, okay. So I'm like trying to tell this story and I looked at them and I was like, you guys, I'm so sorry. I have ADHD. And so sometimes I forget what details are important and what details aren't important. Like, (laughs) so let me restart for just a second. Also, that was a really hard night for me because I have the same feeling of like, they didn't think I was funny. I think I said a lot of really dumb things in in the attempt to make them like laugh so that I knew that they liked me. It didn't go across well. (laughs) 
I hate days like that. I'm really not good at meeting big groups of people who are new with if there's any expectation of who I might be. Yeah, no, I am not either. That This is actually super funny because this is another thing that I was thinking about when I was watching. I was watching an episode of White Lotus and mm-hmm. I was thinking about how because there's uh, Jennifer Coolidge and her assistant and they meet this like strange group of people and the assistant I feel like kind of reminds me of myself a little bit and she just kind of dove in was chatting with everybody whatever and I was thinking about how that same thing like if I think that people have any preconception of like who I am then I feel like I think that's when I like freeze up and I'm super quiet Mm mm-hmm and then if people don't know me at all, I tend to be really social and like make jokes and everything because I'm like, I can just be myself. Like you don't have any preconceptions uh-huh. about who I am. Mm-hmm. And My- maybe that's just because social cues are hard. So if you're someone that – if you have preconceptions about me, you're probably mm-hmm. someone that I want to think good things of me. So then mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't say anything because I don't understand social cues. <laughs> I mean, I do understand social cues, but like – you know, they're hard work. <laughs> they're such honestly. Okay. So you saying that is so interesting because I am the opposite. If there's an expectation of who I'm going to be, I lean into all of my personality traits that are either neutral or generally good. Um, but because I'm leaning into them, I go too far. I say too much. I like, <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't, I don't know why this happens, but I literally walk into spaces and I'm like, I don't know who you want me to be right now. (laughs) And I used to be really good at being like, here's the side of me for this stuff. Here's the side of me for that stuff. And now that I'm not like teaching anymore and there's no clear, like this is teacher me, this is just like regular life me. I don't know what to do with my hands. A lot of the time, you know, like what do I do with my hands? Is this too high up for me to rest them? Like hips, waist, (laughs) armpits. I don't know. Oh man. Oh, that is interesting. And it it does that does make sense like with the two of us. You would mm-hmm. think like um like for example like night out on the town I'm really comfortable in a bar setting. Like not that I'm an alcoholic, just like I'm comfortable in that kind mm-hmm. of setting because it's a bunch of people I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like I can talk to anyone. I can make friends with girls in the bathroom, no mm-hmm. issue, you know? But like I feel like you are more comfortable like you hung out and met some of my college mm-hmm. friends this summer and you did great. Me, I'd freeze <laughs> up and be super nervous in that situation more so than if I were like going to a bar. And that's so that's so true. I the the bar scene, I feel immediate anxiety. When you said that I was like, "Oh no." And I know for a fact that like this summer after the Taylor Swift concert, you and I are going to have to go to a bar and hang out for a while and I am so scared (laughs) i feel like i need to practice like at a small (laughs) bar somewhere else like just i don't know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like this is very opposite of what would be expected right exactly 100 percent. people would you are like you're the social (laughs) butterfly i am definitely not and it's all backwards i don't know anything about anything (laughs) You know what's interesting? When I met your friends, it was 
easy for me to not get too overwhelmed with them because I knew that they weren't going to be like uptight people. It's one I'm afraid that their expectations of like who I am, I don't know, at like a professional level or like like a spiritual level sometimes. I'm like, can I just be a normal person who also like whatever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I knew that your friends weren't going to be like, well, she wasn't very professional. <laughs> like, Actually, they told me that. I, when you- <laughs> yeah, I went to the bathroom and they were like, um, so Kelly, you have a really unprofessional friend. <laughs> She's so unprofessional at this street fair, <laughs> at this county fair. I can't believe her. Why did you invite her? She's literally doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> That's true. not true. If anyone can't read the humor, <laughs> my friends loved Mariah. <laughs> um. Also, I don't think that I told you this that night, but Jacob had gotten cheese curds and he was sharing them with us all. He and I were having a lovely little chat while we we're like walking in and he's sharing his cheese curds with me. I almost, <laughs> I almost choked to death. Was, I literally, it was the first time in my life that I was like, I'm choking. I don't know what to do. And I, Jacob was like in the middle of a sentence. So I just was like nodding and... <laughs> I like got it dislodged through like a cough or something or like I don't know I was able I was able to cough so I wasn't actually choking but it was the closest I've ever come to actually choking and I was just too embarrassed to be like (laughs) what you may not know is that Jacob is the best person to be around (laughs) if you are gonna choke to death why he's given the Heimlich twice once to me (laughs) what Wait. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. What happened? Uh, He had to give the Heimlich to, I was not there for that, but he had to give the Heimlich to a friend in college, one of his roommates. Oh my gosh. And then for me, we came home, I don't know, I was was eating chips and queso. (laughs) Dang it. Corn chip got lodged in my throat and he was... I, I don't know. I was like waving my hands around. <laughs> and Instead it's, of giving the signal for choking. <laughs> yes. He talked to me about that afterwards. Um, but I was like waving my hands around. And he was like, can you not breathe? I was like, no. Like, no. <laughs> Except for I didn't say no, obviously. So he gave me the Heimlich and saved my life. Oh, my gosh. And then he was like, at least she would have died doing what she loved. And I was like, take that back right now. If I do not want to die, I'm not going down eating chips and queso. That'd be so embarrassing. Um, and then, yeah. Postmortem. Yeah. And then, yeah, he was like, why didn't you do the universal sign for choking? And I was like, I didn't know it was a thing. So he would have saved your life. That's, you know what? That's really good. To, that's really comforting. That's really good to know. I also feel like now that I've spent more time with Jacob, I totally would be like, hang on a second. Like, I'm, 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 this is not okay. One second. Oh my gosh. But I literally was like, just you gotta figure it out, kid. I, don't, I, I know the universal sign for choking. I don't know. So anyhow. Mariah was too embarrassed to let people around her know that she was choking. She at least she died doing the things she loves being embarrassing (laughs) i used to tell my students that i would say i am the most embarrassing person you are ever going to know you're welcome i do things embarrassing on purpose i do embarrassing things by accident i will embarrass you intentionally and unintentionally don't even don't even worry about it if you're in the room with me you can't be more embarrassing you're welcome Unless you like pooped yourself, that would be more embarrassing than anything I could do in public, because um, I'm immune to that. 
Oh no. <laughs> the podcast has derailed. <laughs> you just said the phrase poop yourself. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> that in college somehow became like a common conversation among among my friends and I. Anyhow, that's a conversation for a different day and maybe not on the podcast. But <laughs> Dax Shepherd has his podcast, The Armchair mm-hmm. Expert, and he has new well, I don't think they're new anymore, but he has some episodes where like people will call in and share stories. And he has a whole episode that's dedicated to people sharing stories of times that they've pooped themselves. <laughs> So if you are interested in that humorous content, because it is gold, uh, (laughs) Dax Shepard has an episode dedicated to it. I would Um, would like to publicly state right now that if we got calls that were just stories of people pooping themselves, I would listen to every single one of them. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And we would sit and just enjoy them. And then maybe it would get published in our podcast. Yeah. We'd leave it anonymous. I promise. Yeah. (laughs) If you want us to use like a voice changer, we can see what we can do about that. (laughs) like those mid 90s interviews from 60 minutes where it's like a voice (laughs) changed (laughs) and And then she bit his finger (laughs) off (laughs) if you're willing to share a poop yourself story i will do anything you want to put that on (laughs) exactly i'll make up a fake name and location for you and everything because that's hilarious (laughs) what i will say kelly is that there have been multiple times that we've been recording and I have laughed so hard that I have come very close to peeing my pants. Legitimately. <laughs> uh, that's a real thing. Sometimes you just have to laugh and not worry about it. It's true. It's yeah. true. We're both recording in the comfort of our own homes. So it's true. It's fine. that is accurate. I've never peed myself on the podcast. I mean, me neither, but it's been real close. <laughs> <laughs> it's been close. Hasn't happened. It's been close though. <laughs> that's close how calls. funny we are. Yeah. <laughs> We're pee your pants funny. That's our new that's our new hashtag. Pee your pants funny. <laughs> All right, we have to change the topic. Um, yeah, you're okay, right. No, you're right. So speaking of comedy, oh. uh, <laughs> okay. Jacob and I went to a live comedy show. <gasps> How was it? Who'd you see? It was so fun. That's something that I have wanted to do for such a long time because mm-hmm. I've never been to one before. And we went to Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. Mm. And it is, I just found out, one of the top five comedy clubs in the nation. Oh, okay. It was super fun, though. We did, like, dinner in the show. So we went there Mm. early, got dinner. Like, it's not, I mean, it's like, it's one of those restaurants. We both said this when we sat down where some people might think it's a really fancy restaurant, but then some people, like, think it's a kind of casual restaurant. It was, like, kind of that environment. Um, But it was super fun. And then, yeah, we went to the show afterwards. We did the late show. So it started Mm -hmm. at 930 and uh, we saw her name's Erica Rhodes, mm-hmm. and she was actually on an episode of New Girl. She was Amazing. super funny, though. Uh, we got there embarrassingly early to the dinner portion. We got there mm-hmm. like right when it started, and we were the second couple to check in. And so, when you do, you can do just the show, but when you mm-hmm. do dinner in the show, you get priority seating. Amazing. And so, our waitress came up and asked. If we were, like, since we're second, like, we get priority seating. We're going to be in the front row if we're comfortable with that. And Jacob immediately is like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, but they heckle at comedy shows. And he was like, I forgot about that. But that was after she already put the things in. So we get into the room, the mm-hmm. like stage, the auditorium. Yeah, yeah, auditorium, yeah. whatever room. I kid you not, there are six inches between – 
the stage in our chairs. That's how close we were. No. And they did use us for some content. It wasn't super, it wasn't like embarrassing. So it was fine. Um, But it was fantastic. The MC was really great. Mm -hmm. Uh, The opener was a local Minnesotan Minnesotan comedian and he was hilarious. And yeah, Erica, Erica Rhodes was really awesome. She was surprisingly dark humored and mm. uh, I really appreciated it because I was not expecting it and it was fantastic. So that's so exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, when you come and visit me, do you want to go to improv on the Friday night that you come up? Do we have to participate in the improv? No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> we can go watch the improv. I would love to watch improv. That would be awesome. Amazing. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. No, it was just really fun. It was something different that we hadn't ever done before. Yeah. And comedy shows are like really not terribly expensive. Well, now I want to, now I want to move to where you are and I want to go to comedy shows. Do it. There's also a a fun bar (laughs) that I found (laughs) that has a basement comedy and on Friday, they're known for their like local Mm stand-up comics. And on Friday nights, I think starting at like 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely free and it's just local people that want to try out stand up sets. And I was, I was like, I want to go to that because it's free, super fun environment. Yeah. Kelly, should should one of us write a stand up set? Should we write a stand up set together and we go do it? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Promote the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come see us. We really only have to write one joke because I saw like the first time you do it, they give you like 90 seconds. Oh, wow. And then they like see how people respond to you. <gasps> and then they obviously, if people like you, then they like yeah. start giving you longer sets. Wow. That's wild. I love that. There's a whole world of entertainment out there. And I'm we're just dipping our toes in, having a little toe bath. Podcasts are toe bath. <laughs> yep. Not even a whole foot bath, just for your toes. <laughs> we're just entertaining those toesies <laughs> that makes me so uncomfortable this little piggy wanted to listen to a podcast <laughs> i can't believe we're talking about feet <laughs> it seems a little bit questionable in the climate that we're in okay socially. this is a great transition to a no. question that <laughs> okay. i have been thinking about for a while since okay. I actually was listening to Gilmore Girls, and I, I, I wanted to ask you this. Okay. <laughs> Which character on Gilmore Girls do you think would be most likely to have an OnlyFans? I- <laughs> okay, Kirk first, because he has to try every single job, right? Right? Okay. Yes. I also feel like, I'm tr- I feel like Taylor would get one by accident. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, I don't know, someone told me that it's a really cool site, and he'd be like, just innocently and then like there'd be a whole town meeting about it um and then i think miss patty would probably as well or she did miss patty would encourage every single person to get one she'd be like you're young you're you whatever you need it (laughs) and every character would be like miss patty please stop that's not appropriate and she'd know if anyone in the town does have one Uh or does not have one those are good answers i didn't even think of those who did you think of okay you're gonna die okay uh i thought paris <laughs> yes 100 yes you remember the episode where she gets her nose pierced because she <laughs> didn't get into harvard and it is infected yeah some kid walks up to her and is, and is like i'll give you 10 bucks if you let me look at your nose and she's like she's like get the hell out of here 
come back when you have a 20. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it yeah, was like, that's exactly. like, Paris would absolutely just see the business opportunity in that yep. and uh, like not care at all. That is so accurate. In real life, OnlyFans really stresses me out. In this scenario, I think it's really funny. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny thinking of it in the context of Gilmore Girls. And it yeah. is wild thinking that half the town of Stars Hollow could potentially <laughs> have an OnlyFans. It's so problematic. I hate it so much. It's a good thing Stars oh. Hollow came out in like, or Gilmore Girls came out in like 2003. Honestly, you are 2001. so right. 2001. Yeah, this is why we don't need another reboot. Because we had Uber in the last one. Um, we don't need her Uber. doing anything else. <laughs> They would have worked that in, and it would have been Kirk. You are right. Oh. But Kirk's the Whoa. easy out, because Kirk is like, Kirk. Kirk. Exactly. Kirk is just, yeah, the, like, he is somehow the least problematic character who does the most problematic things. You know what I mean? Yes. Which is why I think I really do need to name my dog after him. A greyhound named Kirk. Bringing it all back. Bringing it all back around town. Full circle. Speaking of bringing it all back, um, you'll never guess what audiobook I'm listening to. What audiobook are you listening to? <laughs> You're going to hate me for this. It's Twilight. <laughs> no, no, but hear me out. I listen to it super passively because I do a lot of just like typing and looking at like whatever's. <laughs> Kelly's making fun of the way that I saw showed typing. <laughs> I did just sort of wiggle my fingers in front of my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I today had a like visceral reaction to something that was said. I I genuinely like felt myself gag. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> or like you know that feeling in your stomach when you're like I might vomit, and it's like kind of your stomach is twisting because you're so uncomfortable. You get the mm-hmm. shivers in the bat in a bad way. There's a point where literally Bella smells Edward's breath and is like, my mouth watered. And I was like, oh, like that's that's the worst thing I've ever heard. How did any of us read this in middle school and think that it was cute? That's why teenage girls were creepy when it came to crushes because of shit like that. 100%. Also, I would like to point out a detail that I have never noticed before ever in my entire reading of Twilight, which I think I've probably read it four or five times now, which is so problematic, but it's just a comfort to be like, what the heck is going on in this book? Bella comments on the fact that Edward is a little bit flush, like his skin is a little bit more red and like flushed when he has hunted recently. And I just, how did, anyhow, I really like the fan theory that everyone in Forks knew about the Collins being vampires, but they all kept it a secret because they knew that they were trying to keep it a secret. Have you heard that before? No, but that's hilarious. <laughs> it's my favorite. Or there's a creator. I can't remember who she is, but she does like different POVs <laughs> with the Twilight characters. And she imagines like Emmett, Seth, Jessica, Bella, and Alice, and Jasper, and Emmett at like sleepovers and the different conversations that they would have. And it usually starts with Emmett being like, hey, you guys, there's one that starts with Emmett being like, hey, you guys, what do you think if I just failed all of my classes and then I could stay behind another year and hang out with you guys? And they're like at the Cullens and Carlisle comes and he's like, absolutely not. And he's like, dang it. <laughs> but it's, she's hilarious. But it was, I think it was one of her videos where she talked about that. She was like, maybe everyone in Forks just knew. And they were like, oh, it's cute. You're trying to keep that a secret. It's super obvious. So. <laughs> We all know. I feel like that is like the Truman Show, but like not. 
<laughs> except everyone is in on it. But yeah. people don't know that everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. That that does feel very Truman showy. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit. Uh I thought of you and Twilight. Uh I love so that. I had snapped you earlier that like there was I was reading a book this week and it like ruined me. Yeah. It's called The Unhoneymooners and it is okay. by Christina Lauren. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. Like it's just, it's like your typical romance novel. I don't well, know if you would have liked it. You may have. But it the it was like two such fantastic tropes. It was enemies to lovers and it. it was the one bed trope. Always 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 leads to an entertaining story. Exactly. It was so good. I loved both of the characters. It was set in Maui and the characters were from St. Paul, so they were like I felt like just a part of the story and uh, yeah it was incredible i loved it and i was looking into the author so if do you know about christina lauren no i don't know anything about her okay so christina lauren is actually two writers they're best friends and they co-write novels that's so cute isn't that adorable yeah um and so i was looking into them because i wanted to know if one of them was like from minnesota because they Mm -hmm. were like putting details in there where i was like one of you had to have lived in minnesota Uh which i was never able to confirm that have no clue i'm sure one of them did because they wouldn't have known that many details about minnesota and who writes about minnesota if they don't live here so i then just kind of went into this research black hole of just Mm -hmm. like learning about them and they met through writing twilight fan fiction no Yes. No. They were reading each other's work. One of them was hosting like a fan fiction conference in California and had been reading the other one's Twilight fan fiction and loved it and invited her to come and be a panelist. And they like just really hit it off, became best friends. Within that year, they wrote and published 13 romance novels. What? Yeah. I guess I don't know within that year, but their first year of co-writing, 13 romance novels they published. How much of that do you think was based on their Twilight fan fiction? I bet a lot of it. Well, and that's what I was thinking is like like 13 books is insane. The only other writers that do that are like Stephen King Mm -hmm. and Dean Koontz and whatever, like grocery or paperback. Yeah. J.D. Robb. Yeah. But I feel like fan fiction was the background for them because fan fiction, you just write and write and write. Like fan fiction writers are insane. They're just constantly writing. Yes. Shocking amounts. Yeah. And even like, yes, fan fiction writers always blow my mind. And the different like ways that they have characters interact and like different characters who don't interact very much in the stories, the way that they give them relationships. And it's like, wow, that was so creative. Like I don't read very much fan fiction, but I do have Tumblr. And so it comes up every once in a while. And usually it's Dead Poet Society. And I'm always like, I never would have thought of those characters being best buds and like having adventures, but that is the sweetest storyline ever. Thank you. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So Twilight fan fiction has birthed so many authors, like big name authors. It it really has. Man, that just blows my mind. Yeah. That blows me. You know, I'm kind of glad that I didn't know about fan fiction like I never thought of it as a thing that I could write when I was a teenager because you had best believe there would be some poor writing with my name written all over it everywhere on the internet you would have come up with a pen name I and it would have been terrible (laughs) I was the cheesiest teenager like so just I know that everyone says that they were cringy as a teenager but when I look back at some of the things I wrote I'm like I it was never that deep (laughs) It was never that deep, honey. You're going to be okay. Oh, yeah. Facebook statuses oh. used to do the, like, 
Kelly is mm-hmm. listen like everyone did the is so that it like was grammatically correct. Yes, which is hilarious because that's not was, Facebook now anymore. Everybody was grammar conscious, and then uh-huh. that's just everybody's like, "Why are we doing this?" Like, let's just not. Yes, yeah, but some of those I'd be like, is listening to and it was like a taylor swift song like Uh is listening to enchanted by taylor swift i'm pretty sure i have multiple statuses that are just lyrics from Uh enchanted Uh because i was like crushing on someone Uh and like that is the most hormonal (laughs) emotional 14 year old girl thing and that is exactly why my mom didn't want me to have a facebook amazing but she let me have one yes she didn't know okay well okay so i had a myspace this is actually, this is actually a funny story. I- <laughs> so I'm ready. I asked my parents. I think this was like seventh or eighth grade, and I asked mm-hmm. my parents if I could get a MySpace, mm-hmm. and they said no. And, and said, I went like, to yes, sleepover, and I said I didn't hear that, and I made a MySpace anyways. <laughs> of course. Um. Of course. So I had a MySpace, used it. I was so great at hiding it. I only went on it when I came home from school mm-hmm. and they weren't home from work yet. Wow. Did so good about hiding it. Uh-huh. Then one fateful night, no. <laughs> I was babysitting. I left the house to go babysit, walked up the block to the house, went to go mm-hmm. babysit. I get there. No, I left my MySpace open and logged no. in. I forgot to log out of it. And I was like, well, that's okay. My parents are getting home late. They mm-hmm. told me – the family told me they'd be home at like 10. Yep. I'm going to be home like an hour before them. This is going to be perfect. Uh-huh. The family <laughs> came home late. No. And I just – it came to a point where I knew. I just – I knew. <laughs> going home was going to be like yeah, problematic. So <laughs> then they drove me home. I walked in. I got in huge trouble no. because I had a MySpace. <laughs> huge oh trouble gosh. yeah and then i think a couple months later they let me get a facebook so wow wow that is just <laughs> i can feel in the pit of my stomach exactly what it felt like if you had been telling me that story when we were both 15 or 16 or whatever yeah. i would have been like, like no then what happened <gasps> no you leave <laughs> Also, the amount of times that we would intentionally log out of social media accounts to log back in, I don't know my Facebook password anymore. When I was 13, I knew that by heart because when I went to my best friend's houses, we would all take turns going on Facebook and posting things. How ridiculous is that? Crazy. If Google does not remember my password, I have to set a new one. (laughs) Same. Unless there's like the sign in with Google option. Yes. But if I ever get signed out of my Google account, I'm really screwed because I know there's a ton yeah. of security measures on that. I don't know what my password is. Yeah. yeah Can Google that's... remember the Google password? Yeah. No, it doesn't because you have to be logged into your account for it to remember it. But if you have it set up so that your phone can back it up, because I've gotten logged out of my Google account a couple of times, and if you have your phone number attached to it, it'll text you a code and then you don't have to worry about it, which has been a saving grace for me that... many a time. Yeah, I don't know the passwords for any of my stuff. Like Snapchat, I think I made that password in like 2014 when I got Snapchat. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I've changed it. If you're a hacker and you want my Snapchat, I... <laughs> Add me. <laughs> yeah, go, go, well, okay. We'll put I... our Snap QR codes on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I mostly will just be sad that I'm losing all of my funny, funny things that I have saved from memories. You know? It's true. For example, did I ever tell you that um, my students... 
from my last year of teaching, one of the grades I had sort of an inside joke with because one of the kids was like, Miss Schultz, I was at the store last night and I saw a world's best dad mug or like number one dad mug and I wanted to buy it for you, but my mom said I couldn't. And I was like, wait, but that's hilarious. Like, that's so funny. And so when I finished teaching, one of my kids got me a number one father or father of the year mug. So (laughs) funny. And I just think that that's like peak comedy. I think that's so, so funny. I was very witty Um, of them. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Because it's just so like offhand, unhinged, like no part of me is paternal in any way ever. (laughs) Like no one, no one could ever claim that I was trying to be paternal. I couldn't. (laughs) The other day. I don't know if I sent this to you, but I took a picture of myself with my number one dad mug. And I, the caption that I put was, none of my coworkers will ever know that I won father of the year last year. And that's sad for them. <laughs> <laughs> I should have probably just posted it in our team's chat. Maybe they would have thought it was funny. Maybe not, though. It's true. Snapchat is where all the funny pictures take place. Exactly. Um, exactly. The shirt that I'm wearing to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, the Amazon product name for that, hilarious. It's literally just called Sexy Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> I kid oh you not. It's like a, just for context. Um, so we're going to the Taylor concert, yeah. obviously, and we're planning our outfits, and I am going as Reputation Era. And so mm-hmm. I I got like a, like a all mesh, like sparkly black mesh top. And then I'm going to wear, like, a black crop top under it. But, yeah, it's literally just called Sexy Shirt (laughs) on Amazon. Oh, okay. Which is funny because, like, it's actually just a cute top. Like, it's really cute. Like, it's not, like, scandalous at all. Yeah, no. I mean, you could definitely make it scandalous, but it's really not scandalous. Like, it's just, like, essentially, like, an overlay that you put over a crop top. Yeah. 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 And so I took it like I, I have been making fun of the name of this shirt all week because I think it's so funny. And that's just like in the Amazon order history that I ordered a sexy shirt. Um, and so I didn't send this one to you. I should have. But I took a picture of the shirt and I'm like mm-hmm. doing like the weirdest pose. And I just captioned it NSFW. <laughs> it's so problematic. And it's like Totally fine. Totally safe for work. <laughs> like, like nothing about it is actually I'm just scandalous. like derpy. <laughs> Literally I have like have it on over like a full shirt, you know? Like, oh my gosh. So but, literally the least scandalous that top yeah, could be. But Snapchat is the only place that you have pictures like that. Exactly. Exactly. Because you can leave your comment with your picture. Yes. And yeah. it, like, no, you're not going to ever post anything like that. I know I just publicly shared that on a podcast, yeah. but like you're, that's never something you post. Like you wouldn't post it to Instagram, exactly. Yes. When I was in college, people started asking for Snapchats instead of phone numbers, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't like that because then you can see my story." So I really have like, if you have me on Snapchat and you never see my story, sorry, Buckaroo, <laughs> you're not a close friend. <laughs> <laughs> my like quote unquote close friends list is literally just like. 10 people who I know aren't going to be offended or like have judgmental feelings about me. And so it's literally, and it's like the dumbest things. I never post anything shocking, but it's like, I just want the freedom to say dumb stuff and know that people who see it are probably going to laugh. I don't ever post stories. I will just mass send out something. Like I'll just send it to all of my Snapchat groups. And by all of them, I mean like two, there's like two groups. (laughs) 
Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. I did a, a Twilight watching recap series. I don't know if you remember I that. I loved that. I watched every <laughs> single video because you had COVID. <laughs> I did. It was the first time I had COVID. It was January of 22. Yeah, January of 2022. And Twilight was leaving Netflix. And I just so happened to have it playing in the background because it's comforting because it's nostalgic. And I had a moment of like, wait a minute what's happening here? And so I posted it to my story. And then I said, two people thought that was funny enough to message me about it. I'm going to make this a series. And so every single night at 8 PM, that was what I would do. I would watch whatever Twilight movie I had next and I would comment on it. And if anyone wants to hear my commentary, let me know and I'll send you those videos because I saved all of them. You're welcome. Couple of thoughts on that. One, Mm -hmm. you were born to be a podcaster. Thank you. Second, Submit those and you have the perfect circle audition tape. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? You are you're so right. You're uh, Kelly, I probably should do that, huh? You should. Go on oh the gosh. circle. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm pretty sure it's filmed in London, so I'd I'd take a trip. Go to London. Okay. Promote the pod. Yeah. <laughs> People ask what I do for a living. Well, I'm a podcaster mostly uh you know how like guys on reality tv shows will will always be like yeah i'm a club promoter yeah (laughs) yes you're gonna be like i'm a podcast i'm a podcast promoter and all all you do is just go on reality tv shows and drop our podcast name i you know what great done i don't think it's a bad i think you're so right and this would be a situation where people would have expectations for me. So I would be extra chaotic. Wow. I think this is a good plan. I see no, no faults in this plan. It's a solid plan. We've never come up with a better plan. You know what? I think you're right. This has become our number one. Used to be podcasting was our number one plan that we came up with, but no. Now our number one plan is Mariah podcast promoter. (laughs) (laughs) On reality TV. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> I mean, besides the time off from work, it is free. That's, you know what? You are right. And like you explained to me the last time we talked about reality TV, um, you can take a short term leave of absence at some places. I don't know if my job will let me, but I could try. It's worth asking, right? What's the worst they're going to say? No. The worst that they could say is you're fired. <laughs> but <laughs> they can't they fire you for that. wanting to. Go on reality TV. I'm pretty sure that'd be wrongful termination. Can you imagine if I was like, hey, um, I want to go on a reality show. Can I have an extra two, can I have two months off from work? I don't, you don't need to pay me because, you know, obviously, but uh, could I do that? And they're like, no, you're fired. So that's, yes, I can go on it. <laughs> Thanks. So technically you're saying yes. Appreciate it. Okay. I get severance. You know what? Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to go on as many reality shows as I want to now. Thanks for helping make my dreams come true. (laughs) If I ever get fired from a job, that is exactly how I'm going to frame it for myself (laughs) when I'm feeling extra sad. I'll be like, you know what? They just really had my back so much that they wanted to make my dreams come true. Thanks for helping me make my dreams a reality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, (laughs) I got it. It took me a minute. Oh, speaking of firing, um, did you watch Seventh Heaven as a kid? Oh, I loved that show. I did too. I'm rewatching it as an adult. Where did you find it? It's on Hulu. It's <gasps> on 
Hulu. Stop. It's on Hulu? <laughs> yes. Uh. Kelly, that show is the most unhinged television show I have ever watched. The firing thing made me think of one of the most recent episodes I watched. There was a little old lady who played the organ for the church. The pastor had to fire her because she was bad at her job. <laughs> and he went up to her, and I don't remember what her name was, but probably, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what her name was, but he went up to her and he was like, hey, so I just was wondering if we should start talking about your retirement. And she's like, oh, thank goodness. I'm, I'll am i be done after Sunday. And he was like, no, no, it doesn't have to be so soon. And she's like, yes, it does. I've been waiting for you to fire me. And I just wanted you to get up the courage and do it. I've been waiting for years. Thank you. And she literally was like, that was hard for you, wasn't it? And he kind of nodded at her. And she like gave him a little kiss on the cheek. And she was like, I'm proud of you. And like walked away. <laughs> like literally, no, she skipped out of the church. I, it is, that's what I watch every night. I get done with all of my stuff and I just like have my dinner and I watch Seventh Heaven. Honestly, that sounds incredible. And now that I know it's on Hulu, I might join you in that because that show was like people, everyone I know who watched that loved it. Yes. But either people loved it or like never heard of it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I have vivid memories of watching it and just being like, this is such a good show. Yeah. But I need, I need to know when you do watch it, just like text me every once in a while and let me know what you think about the plot lines because there have been a few i only started watching it because this guy on tiktok was making videos and being like here's the plot line of another unhinged episode of seventh heaven and i was like wow there's no way it was that bad and i went back and watched it and i was like oh no (laughs) i remember it like there were so many intense storylines i've like obviously completely different show but i feel like it was intense like Secret Life of the American Teenager, like the first couple of seasons was intense. Mm -hmm. Yes. Something that I think is really interesting, though, is that there is not much plot that follows the storyline through multiple episodes. Does that make sense? It's just like individual episodes. Yeah. Like you can watch one episode from season four. I think that's the last season and know exactly what's going on because every single time. Yeah, every time someone mentions how many siblings there are, they always mention that their dad is a pastor. Like, the the key points of the story are sort of always mentioned every episode. And I was wondering if that was, like, a thing that happened more often in television back then that I just didn't notice because I was a kid. Because they are like, recapping. And, yeah. like, there wasn't a way to go back and find all of them. And you're not binge watching. So they wanted you, like, if you yes. happened upon it, to know what's going on and keep watching. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, and like probably, you know, it's it was probably Tuesdays at whatever, 8 p.m. or something that it was yeah. on. And so I bet it was like, if you catch an episode and you like it, then you can keep coming back to it. Yeah. But like, you can pop you can pop in and out and be like, oh, wow. Awesome. There Same are a ton of seasons stories. of that, aren't there? There's are only there like, four. There's only four seasons of but it? There's only four on Hulu. I'm going to Google it now. Hey, guys. um, My name is Mariah, and I am doing research on the podcast. You heard it here the, first. It's official. The only... <laughs> The only kind of research I ever do on the podcast is like, now I need to know. Let me Google that. <laughs> How many seasons of Seventh Heaven were there? These are the important <laughs> questions. <laughs> Scientific things? Oh my gosh. There are 11 seasons of Seventh Heaven. There That's are only four of them on Hulu. There, I knew there were a ton. That's why I was surprised to hear that most of the episodes are only single storyline, like like single episode, because yeah, I thought it was on for a ton of seasons. 11 is a lot, especially for a show of, like, that time period. That era. Maybe I just missed – honestly, you're right. 11 seasons is a lot. I'm going to look at my – I'm looking at my Hulu right now because I need to know if I just, like – 
Maybe more people than I think watch that show then. Because if it was on for 11 seasons, like, dedicated fan base. Honestly. You know what I think is really interesting about it, too? Is that they talk about some really heavy topics. And I feel like that was a show that gave parents tools to have hard conversations with their kids. It was absolutely meant to be, like, a family show. Like, you watch this with your kids and have conversations yes or you let the pastor dad (laughs) or have the conversation for you you watch the tv show with your kids (laughs) and then you don't have to have that conversation with them (laughs) you don't you know what watch seven seven with your kids you never have to talk to them again (laughs) 13th birthday you just get them a box dvd set of all the seven seven seasons (laughs) my work is done for the year Nothing else I have to do. Yeah, there's only four of the seasons are on Hulu. What is up with that? Maybe they were, they like switched networks or something. And so they only have the first four seasons because the other ones are from a different network or something. Hmm. It looks like you can also find it on the Roku channel, Paramount Plus, Apple TV, Prime Video, and Vudu. Yeah, it ran from 96 to 2007. Insane. I did not know that it started the year I was born. That's why. The year we were born. Yeah, you always think I'm older than you, which I mean, I am, but like by (laughs) months, not a year. Like four months, huh? Yeah, quit aging me. (laughs) You guys, you're never going to believe this. Kelly is so old. Like, she's a whole two years older than me. I'm just going to start telling people that. Mariah probably thinks I'm 30. (laughs) You're not? (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) I have... Much time before I'm thirty. <laughs> just starting to. I'm just trying to start some podcast controversy. We're it's it's too quiet. There's not. You're going to start controversy about your co-host while <laughs> yeah, I'm on the podcast with you. <laughs> I'm the yeah. editor. I literally <laughs> edit these episodes. You're making really you're making really good points. <laughs> I'm just going to edit that controversy out. <laughs> then I'll have to figure out a way to incorporate that into more conversation. You think controversy would also be a good method, a good promotional method? <laughs> Should we make up yes. some rumors about us? See if we get featured on like the Betches yeah. account. Can you imagine? <laughs> Small time podcasters like have big feud over. I can't even think of what we could start controversy about. I want half of the company. I want the I- whole company. I, I was going to say, you you have half I of the company. I do have already. half of the company. I know. I <laughs> said that. <laughs> That's There's the controversy least controversial thing I could have said. She's asking for what she has. I want co-host. 52% of the company. I won't give up my 2%. That's my favorite 2%. That's my 2%. I won't be giving that to you. I edit things that you ask me to edit out all the time and I don't have to do that. That's worth an extra 2%. I, I, I do Instagram most of the time. That's worth my 2%. And then we become this, like, super uh-huh. dramatic story where, Amazing. Uh, you know, like, the super dramatic, like, band breakup stories where they're yeah. like, this is what happened. Yeah. This was the breaking point. Yeah. And the clickbaity title. Yes. You'll never guess what the real yes. reason was that Kelly and Mariah broke up the <laughs> podcast. Click here to read. <laughs> I th- you know what? Let's do it. Let's create fake accounts. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, new podcast promotional idea. Love it. Just okay, go ahead. create fake accounts and create <laughs> clickbait articles about us. Yeah, no, yeah. you know what? And it says 
this super dramatic thing and it says, read about it here. And it just is linked to our most recent episode. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I want you to do that on our Pinterest page. Like just see if people will <laughs> click if, if you do something like that. I would be so curious to see numbers. That goes against all journalistic ethics. <laughs> I am not a journalist, so I don't know if I have to follow their ethics. I'm a newsies kind of journalist, you know? Like, hey, you got to do the thing and the stuff. And the, give the I'm kids right. I'm in New York. <laughs> exactly. I think there's only one journalist who has any ethics in that whole show. We saw newsies together. Do you remember that? We did. Have I... you ever seen newsies before that? Mariah, I have said on this podcast recently that I do not like musicals. And you oh, were yeah. like, and you were like, <laughs> Do you not like Joy and Puppies? And I was like, I like both of those, but that doesn't give me either of those, you know? Okay, the one musical I have seen a billion times is Newsies. Amazing. In middle school, we would long con our social studies teacher to show us that movie, and we watched it every single year, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. We some like we didn't do U.S. history all three of those years. It was only like one but of those years, like, but we convinced her to show amazing. it to us. Which now, as a teacher, I'm like, yeah, that was for her. That wasn't for us. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, you got me. Oh, Newsies is my favorite. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we watched it every single year. I love that movie. I seriously used to just like blast, like, I am not a person that listens. I don't watch musicals. I definitely am not a person that listens to musical theater (laughs) on Spotify or something like that. Just not my thing. Like, if that's your thing, that's your thing. That's fine. Um, but not my thing, (laughs) except for Newsies. I will blast that. I will blast that shit and sing it all day long. I'll do the dances. I'll stand up on tables. I'm the king of New York. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think that should be your Halloween costume next year. You and Jacob dress up as newsies. Or he could be the newsie and you could be the the girl, the daughter of the big newspaper. That's really cute. I think that's that's a great idea. He's actually never seen it. This actually came up. You keep on bringing up things that have been coming up for me over the past couple weeks anyways. Because we have telepathic Newsies came up at Trivia. There was like a movie question and there was a picture of – I was like, that is the Newsies. And no Uh one on my team knew it. And I was like, Jacob, we have to watch it. But you have to be warned that like I'm going to have the lyrics on and I am (laughs) going to sing along with it. I'm the king of New York. Yes. It's such a good musical. The other musical I will watch is Mamma Mia. I like Mamma Mia too. Oh, Two is in T O O, like as well, or two is in the second one. You only watch that one, the second one. T O O. Also, okay, I've actually it. never seen the second one. Me neither. I need to watch, watch it. it. Yeah, I do want to watch it. I was thinking about Mamma Mia the other day too, and I was like, I want to watch the second one. It's a rom com, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Probably no, should no. watch it. <laughs> My, I think the original one counts as a rom com. Okay. I don't um, think. I don't know about the second one. The second one would probably be pushing it. We could okay. talk about the first one, maybe. Okay. Going back to Newsies for just a second. We watched the film, The Newsies, with our team and our host family. But did we watch the film before we went to the live version or after? Do you remember? I have no clue. I would not put either past us. I wouldn't have put it past us if we had done both. I don't think we watched it twice. We didn't, but I wouldn't have put it past us if just like the girls on our team. We probably watched it first, honestly, because there were some people that didn't know what it was. 
Yeah, no, you know what? I think you're right. Or maybe we came back and we were all like kind of hyped from the show and we we're like, we need to watch it again, probably. And our host I, family said, we have it on DVD. Good luck. <laughs> I definitely, for like a week after that, would sit in the van, gloomy morning, early 4 a.m. wake up call because we had the worst <laughs> route and would just listen to the Newsies album. So secretly I was like, your head. The, yeah, it was like one of the greatest <laughs> nights of my life. When is the last time you've been to like a live musical? Oh, give me just a second. I went to a live musical in the winter of 2019. One of my friends was in a play and it was Tuck Everlasting. Have you ever seen the musical version of Tuck Everlasting? I did not know there was one. It wrecks. Like I think about it and I get emotional. So I need to stop talking about it. It is a powerful, it's weird. It's such a weirdly powerful performance piece but it wrecks me even thinking about it what were you gonna say though when was the last time you've been to a musical i I saw cats this fall what wait i'm sorry you don't like musicals and then you saw cats i uh one of my (laughs) friends one of my best friend's parents Uh has like season tickets to whatever they could not go so me and her went so fun i did not like seek out cats tickets (laughs) It was very fun. It was very interesting. But halfway through, I like didn't want to say anything because I was like, this is like a free musical and it's cats <laughs> and whatever. But then she broke the ice and she was like, do you know what's going on? I was like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> you know what? I've never seen cats. I asked a friend of mine who like watches really obscure films and I was like, explain to me what is cats about? And he told me. I couldn't tell you what he said. I, even 10 minutes later, I would it never have been able. about a cat sacrifice. I looked up during intermission. <laughs> me and her were both reading the summary because we literally had no clue what was going on. Yeah. Uh, part of that was because Cats is just a weird musical. Yes. And yeah, it's about a cat sacrifice. And there's this thing called a jellicle moon. They talk about this jellicle moon oh. all the time. And on the night of the jellicle moon is when the cat is sacrificed. Gross. And the entire play is cats making an argument for why they should be the one sacrificed like the cats want to be sacrificed because i think they get to be like reborn as a new cat or something like that and so the cats want to be sacrificed so there's no plot to the play literally the plot to the play is cats (laughs) arguing why they should be sacrificed and then at the end the cat is like the cat is chosen and sacrificed that's literally all it is yeah um so i'm speechless yes i did not know that going into it and let me tell you, there are some super fans. Uh, my friend, some, the person sitting right next to her was like whisper singing the whole musical. She was so fast. I was like, I would have been too. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, there were like men dressed in like cat costumes. Uh, yeah. It, like weird fan base. Like people I are like not. really into cats. You um, know what? I guess that makes sense because it keeps being like remade and put into theaters, right? But I have never met someone who's been like, I love cats. I've only ever heard of people being like, cats is weird. And so I kind of enjoy it, but I mostly am like uncomfortable about it. Yeah. But there's people that like really enjoy it. Did you ever have the VHS tapes that had like the ads for cats, the musical VHS before your movie? Mm, No. There was a whole season of my life where I knew about cats because it was like one of the previews before it, maybe it was just one movie that I really liked, one VHS that I watched over and over again. 
if I can find the commercial, I'm gonna or the ad, I'm gonna send it to you because it was oh like gosh. a lot. <laughs> Insane. Uh yeah, I don't know. It was really weird. Uh the other reason I couldn't understand it though, and so as someone who likes like live theater, I need you mm-hmm. to tell me if I am just if I'm alone in this. But the other reason I couldn't understand it is because I was like, I like I need subtitles. I literally can't understand what they're saying. I can't understand TV unless I have subtitles on. So like how am I supposed yep. to understand a whole live show where you have a scratchy microphone uh-huh. and there's no subtitles? Here's what I'll say. I have found that my brain has to go into a different mode to listen and to like listen consistently. There will be times where I will be listening to something and I will completely lose the concept of what a word is. And I'll be like, I don't know what word that is. I don't know what you're saying or singing or whatever. And I have to let my brain sort of relax into just listening. But for some reason, it's like I have to actively like relax and just go, okay, you're just listening now. So I don't know. I, I There are people who can do it. I have never been aware that that could be a problem during a live show. But now that I thought about it, I'm a little worried that it's going to be stuck in my head. And I'm going to be like, dang, I'm I have no so idea what you're saying. I'm so sorry that I just completely <laughs> ruined live theater no. for you. <laughs> you know what? You can't. You know what? I'm going to go see. Oh, I take that back. I went and saw a musical at Christmas time. I went and saw a musical put on by a high school group in at Christmas time. And then last year in the spring, both of them. Incredible. And you and understood I'm go see them? One. I did. I had very few problems understanding them. Good. And I'm going to go see them in a couple of weekends. Good. I'm going to go see this this group perform again. And I'm very excited. That's super exciting. Yeah. Don't let me ruin live theater for you. Just don't think about that. You- <laughs> I'm going to text you in the middle of the show and be like, dang it, Kelly. <laughs> All I'm thinking about is subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Except the nice thing is that the musical that I'm going to in a couple of weeks is one that I know really well. So I'm not going to worry about it because I already know the plot. Yeah. That's like so. going to a concert at US Bank Stadium. I feel like that's probably the same experience as musicals. Mm-hmm. Like uh you know what song they're playing if you know the song, but if you don't know the yeah. song, you're not going to know what they're saying. So, <laughs> you're like, "Well, I'm just living in a constant state of, huh? Good thing we know every single Taylor Swift song, every single one of them, all of them. We are not going to be confused at all in the entire 3-hour performance. Never once. I will be. I don't think, I honestly think that you will not be and I will be because I think that you have been, I know, I don't think this, I know that you have been a Taylor fan more ardently than I have been a Taylor fan throughout my life. I've been a Taylor fan since I was 12. I literally just shared that when I was 14, I used to just post lyrics from Enchanted. (laughs) Yeah. And during that era of my life, I was listening to the three Fall Out Boy songs that were on my iPod shuffle. Oh, actually, what's embarrassing is the Enchanted ones were high school because Speak Now didn't come out until I was in 10th grade, so. <laughs> That's amazing. I knew it that. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have shared that. So I just <laughs> didn't want people to think I'm a fake Taylor fan. I know Speak Now came out when I was a sophomore in high school. Yes, I did post Enchanted lyrics when I had a crush on a boy when I was 16. Hormones. What can I say? Exactly. You know what? If you're a teenager and you don't do something like that every once in a while, I don't know how to relate to you because – um, same. I was the exact same way. I have often posted or I have often like screenshot when the memory comes up that one time I think I was like maybe 14. I was maybe a freshman in high school and I posted the Fall Out Boy lyric, I'm your best kept secret and your biggest mistake. Who I wasn't anyone's secret. <laughs> Nobody had made any mistakes. 
even near me that were worth that being nobody like i probably was trying to be cool and edgy and like maybe a little mysterious but every time i see that i'm like (laughs) basically if you were to look back on mariah and i's statuses You would fully comprehend that both of us were living in our own little ADHD bubble with major main character energy. (laughs) All of the main character energy. I would post things like that and be like, why did only one person like that? That was deep. That was deep. One person. I just bared my soul on Facebook. (laughs) Only one one person person like this. Not even the one person I wanted to like this. The one person who I wanted to see this, I don't even know if we're friends because I don't know if they've accepted my friend request. <laughs> Too scared to look. I would also post a lot of poetry or like quotes of poetry. I did. There was one in my memories from today, from probably 10 years ago. Do you want me to read it to you? Yes. Let's see what it was. My memories today were a little unhinged. I saw something and I don't remember what it was, but I was like, why is this happening? I want to find like mine this? now. Do I have any memories from today? <laughs> Should we do an episode of just Facebook memories? Kelly? I really do think we should. I think we should take some time to collect our memories and we should do that. I agree with you. So I don't know who instilled in me like the importance of not being a plagiarizer, but whoever it was got to me by 2011. I was a freshman in high school and I posted, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. And that's not the funny part of it, right? Like that's a beautiful sentiment. And like, that's, that's true. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle. But then I put like dash as if the person I was going to put the person's name after it unknown <laughs> as, as if that was like a quote that should be attributed to a single person, but it's mysterious and unknown. No, it's just, it's just a thing that people say. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. The comments on it are pretty funny too. Someone said that I was really deep. And someone else commented, be kind, rewind. And I said, hmm, not quite. Ha ha. So anyhow, did you find your memories? Yeah, I don't have any personal statuses, but there are some great pictures from my studio dance days. Like, great pictures. Amazing. Yeah. And then there is a post, someone that I was friends with, this was freshman year of high school, we were like the most obnoxious fangirls when it came to she like she was like an OG directioner, like that kind of Amazing. fangirl. Yep. And I was like not an OG directioner. I listened to them because like this mm-hmm. friend listened to them, but I was not like a directioner. But definitely I got hardcore obsessed with artists. And uh-huh. there was one she posted about Epic 12. And Epic 12 was a DJ that opened for Cody Simpson. Yes, I saw Cody Simpson live, uh, and uh, I was obsessed with him. I thought he was uh-huh. so cute, and I found him, found his stuff on SoundCloud, downloaded like, tramp like d- illegally downloaded his songs into uh, MP3s, put them on my mm-hmm. iPod, listened to him all the time, and this DJ would literally come out with like twenty minute songs. And it was like just beats. Like, what was I doing? What was I doing? <laughs> that you know what? Were you one of like thirty people who consistently listened to this DJ? Because he probably really appreciated you. Yeah, I probably was one of thirty people that listened to him. It was obnoxious. <laughs> I love that. And I would I listen from so beginning much. to end the whole twenty minutes. 
multiple times, many songs. You know what, Kelly? No one can ever say that you're not dedicated. That's true. <laughs> I'm dedicated to a fault, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's her strength and her weakness. She's very dedicated. <laughs> that is How a- can that be a weakness? 20 minutes of just beats of some guy from his basement? That's the definition of hyper-focus. I would just hyper-focus on artists that I – musical artists that I thought were cute and thought would one day eventually date me. Yes. Yeah, that mm-hmm. – Yep, and I'd find yep. out everything about their life. They'd become the background on my phone. I'd listen yep. to their music constantly. <sighs> yeah. Growing yeah. up in the 2010s was an interesting time. I, I had like a little group of YouTubers who were all friends who I would watch, but none of them were like the American YouTubers that people were watching because I was, I didn't like that. I had a British accent, like I had an accent that I could do because I watched so you, many hours. You were a British accent girl? Oh, 100%. 100%. Former quirky girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I still go back and like, some of them have deleted their content for different reasons, but other people had like screen recorded it and saved it and posted it, which is so toxic. Sometimes I go and watch it because I'm like, oh, I miss that song. <laughs> but there's one who has kept all of her content up and I just love her for it. Aww. And I go back and watch the old stuff as like a little bit of nostalgia. And there it See is. It there it is. <laughs> So Mariah and her main character Bubble was also just speaking in a British accent. So yes. 110%. <laughs> that and, was and setting was poetry by unknown poets. I, and quotations. Snaps. Snaps, just, please. Snaps for my my poetry. 100%. Hey Kelly, um is it time for the Stars Hall Gazette? Yeah. I don't even know what to share because I feel like this whole episode has been a Stars Hollow Gazette, but I can you know I what? can find something. Kelly, how about this? How about this episode was a Stars Hollow Gazette? We didn't start with our question. Should we end with a question instead? Sure. The question I was going to ask you to start with was the Gilmore Girls OnlyFans question. Oh. Okay. I was going to shock you with that one right out of the gate. I, yeah, I don't. Ah. Do you want me to find a chat GPT question? Yeah. Do it. Okay, Kelly. If you could only eat one food for the rest of the year but that food had to be the color brown what food are you choosing poopy pants (laughs) you're so toxic also i i read the question wrong i read the question wrong what if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life but it had to be a color other than brown what color would you choose? That's you, not a question. You don't even have to say the food? <laughs> is that just like a weird way of asking what your favorite color is? It's like a mix-up of your favorite food and your favorite color. That is such a... <laughs> Poop your pants. Okay, so which one would you rather answer? The If you had to choose a food that was brown, what would you choose? Or you have to choose a food... That is anything but brown. Honestly, I think the brown one is more fun. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Would you consider oatmeal to be brown? Yeah, that's like a beige. Oh, so we're doing all of the shades of brown. Like tan to... Yeah, why not? Brown bear brown. Okay. So what food are you choosing? I don't know. (laughs) 
I feel like I'd have to choose some sort of like meat. Honestly, I might choose tofu. I'm going to choose a potato. That's a really good plan. I recently learned. You said, did you wait? Did you say tofu? Yeah. Do you like tofu? I love tofu. Interesting. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, I am. Yes. One of my favorite lunches to make is um, like a, a noodle, noodles in a jar. You do like a vegetable and then rice noodles and a protein and then whatever you like your soup to taste like. So I put a little bit of gochujang, gochu, gochu, gochujang. Yeah. Gochujang. That's how it's pronounced. And it just looked like you were talking to someone. I <laughs> was really thrown off. Like, at- There's someone in your apartment. <laughs> no, I was looking at my fridge because that's where mine is. Okay. <laughs> and like chicken broth, whatever, whatever you want to do. And then you put in your protein and the protein that I like to choose is tofu. And I like to marinate it overnight before I put it into my jar Ooh. in like soy sauce or even like the broth that I'm making for the soup. I'll make some of it and put the, put it on the tofu. So it like absorbs that flavor a lot. I'm just saying it's delicious. I've it's really delicious. Never I love tofu. It. I'm really, really picky, so I can't say I like. I'm not gonna promise that I'll try it because I'm a really picky eater. But I accept that. And tofu is like it has a very distinct flavor if you don't yeah. season it. Yeah, really, because if you choose the right seasonings, you barely taste the tofu. But I really like. I really like tofu a lot. It's one of my faves. But I recently found out that I have an inflammatory disease, and so I, I'm actually not supposed to have gluten or dairy. Um, or simple carbs. Um, so, like, I have to – sweet potatoes are, like – help you on that no-gluten life. I know you can. I'm so excited about that. But I, like, having white potatoes, I guess, is supposedly a not good for people with inflammatory diseases. Boo! There are certain things that I've just said. I'm not cutting that out of my diet. I will deal with the consequences. See, stuff like that, though, like, I was actually just reading about – because with – I mean, I generally try to – I don't like actively eat anti-inflammatory besides like mm-hmm. the gluten, but with the concussion, it's helpful mm-hmm. to eat anti-inflammatory. So sure. I was like actually literally just reading about this. Um, but the thing with that is, is it's like, okay, regular potatoes mm-hmm. are, if that's the worst thing you're eating, like that is significantly exactly. less inflammatory than processed potato chips. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's still a whole natural food. It comes from the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, it's- yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I would also like to make a statement for all of my dearly beloved friends who may have thought that eating these foods for the non-inflammatory purposes were good for every body. That's like not even necessarily true. Like if you have an inflammatory disease or you have a concussion or some reason to lower inflammation, like something that's going to be inflamed by those things. But if you just have like a regular old body doing regular old things, those things probably won't do a whole lot for raising or lowering inflammation in your body is what I've learned. And I used to be like, cool, then I can eat whatever. I'm not allergic to anything. I don't have inflammatory problems. And then <laughs> I was talking to someone and they're like, hey, you know that thing that you have? Um, try cutting out gluten and dairy and see how many less like flare ups you have. And I was like, oh, dang it. And they're right. And it sucks when it works. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Wow. Yeah, exactly. I'm not giving up cheese, though, to be really honest with you. Like, I just. Well, and it's like, okay, cheese, like, in moderation is really not going to be the end of the world. Exactly. Once again, all things in moderation. Well, and that the same thing, that's also what I was reading with, too, was like, like, red meat. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, yeah, chicken or fish is going to be less 
inflammatory, right? Yeah. But if you eat some ground beef, same thing. Again, ground beef is still like natural, mm-hmm. depending on the brand, pretty unprocessed. Like yeah. it's still a healthy protein. Mm-hmm. It's really like it's going to be better for you than, again, yes. if you're getting – Taco Bell for dinner, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's so, so real. Also, 10 out of 10, um, if you're looking for something to reduce inflammation for your concussion, um, you know those, like, wellness shots that people drink? Yeah, like the Suja ones. I have no idea. What I do know is that it's really easy to make it for yourself. It's literally, like, lemon juice, coconut water, turmeric, and ginger. Ooh. And the turmeric literally makes all the difference. Like, when I feel myself getting inflamed for whatever reason i will do that or i'll have like a golden latte which is just like heated milk and then a bunch of seasonings and it's really delicious but turmeric is the like important one because it's the anti-inflammatory one and it genuinely makes all the difference so 10 out of 10 recommend okay i am gonna have to keep that in mind yeah yeah buy yourself a little container of that i wouldn't recommend just eating it by the spoonful that might be bad but the turmeric (laughs) challenge (laughs) yum 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 started here first that's the controversy that we yeah. start yeah perfect we were just trying to help you and be anti-inflammatory you're welcome <laughs> i'm so anti-inflammatory i eat turmeric by the spoonful <laughs> tablespoons full large tablespoons full I- <laughs> giant spoons. spoons full <laughs> i actually eat ladles full every day the giant decorative wooden spoons that <laughs> All elderly people have yes on their walls. Yes. That's how much I have. (laughs) have That much turmeric every day. Every day. I don't know who's I don't know who's paying for all this turmeric, but uh I'd like to speak with them and also their financial advisors because it's gonna get a little spendy. Right, the podcast is paying for that. Yeah, Yeah, you know what? You're right. (laughs) She's laughing because we are negative money. Just yeah. No, you know what? After after our controversy and the promotional work I'm gonna do on the circle and love is blind. It's paid for. It'll be paid for in full. We can get the organic turmeric. Yeah. <laughs> we can get the actual root. Like, you know how you can buy ginger root? Yeah. I guess turmeric comes the same way. I've never seen it like that, but I guess you can get it that way. It's probably like places. only at Whole Foods. Pro- honestly, I should go to Whole Foods and see. Whole Foods, I can't go in there because I will buy everything and I can't afford anything. So Yeah, same. There is a raspberry cream pie that they do there that is life-changing. The person who was my, uh, like, when I was student teaching, she was the actual teacher in the classroom. She brought me a slice of it one day and she was like, just try this. It's going to change your life. And it has, it's a meringue crust too. It is mind-blowingly delicious. I get, like, internally giddy thinking about Whole Foods like, Whole Foods is more like Disney World to me than Disney World would be to me. <laughs> Amazing. Like, are you kidding me? Grass-fed beef? Are you kidding me? Aisles and aisles and aisles of gluten-free products? They have shredded goat cheese. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, they have, like, shredded goat cheese. I'm pretty sure. Amazing. Maybe I'm making that up. But they had some well, fun goat cheese product that I was like, I've never seen this before. I love well, goat cheese. we're just going to have to go to Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, 
That's it, guys. I don't really know what happened in the last hour and a half, but it happened. <laughs> but he- here we are. We're back at it again. Also, I would just like to say once again that this is an episode that you just got exactly what it would be like to sit in the living room with me and Kelly. <laughs> Literally. That's we started having a conversation before we hit record, mm-hmm. and then we were like, oh, wait, we should hit record, and then we just <laughs> continued our conversation. There was yep. zero discussion about what we were going to talk about tonight. <laughs> Literally, which is how we ended up in all of the different little corners of the world that we did. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. It's a hodgepodge. It's a fun little world, and we're the main characters. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's a fun little world, and we're the main characters. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so anyhow, if you like our podcast, wherever you wherever you listen to podcasts, rate us and review us. Follow us on our social media. We have Instagram. We have TikTok. We have an email. We have a cell phone number that you can call. You can text. We'd like to hear stories about you pooping yourself. Yes. Also, uh, follow us on Spotify. There's like a little follow button. You can also mm-hmm. rate us there, but like follow us on Spotify. You'll get notified for our episodes. Yeah. And I don't know if you can do that on Apple Podcasts, but I'm assuming you can. So I would bet you can. Yeah, yeah. you for sure can. Yeah. So give us a follow on wherever you listen to us too. Yeah, please do. We would love to know that you're hanging out with us and that you like getting notifications. I follow us and I get a notification. Me when too. We post. I'm the one that schedules <laughs> it and I'm always like, oh, a new episode. I, same. That's, every time it pops up, I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Well, what a fun little Tuesday treat. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Ah, okay. Well, good night. Goodbye. Good day. Love you. Bye. Remember, only hot girls have ADHD. But not all hot girls have ADHD. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, y'all. Remember to check the description for this month's book club pick. Deuces. Bye. Bye. Love, Love you. Ya.